Hi, welcome back to another episode of Wilkin & Gutton's Plan, The Balance Sheet Breakdown. Today we're going to be talking through some of the possible things to, to consider uh, come year end when it comes to estates, trusts, and gifting. I'm Chris Frederick, a partner with the firm, and joining me again on today's episode is the leader of our estate and trust group, uh, Brian Geisler. Brian, this is your third episode this year. Thanks for um, you know being my most popular, most frequent <laughs> guest. This is great. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> um, you know, so so back in June, right, we we did an episode that really focused on what is you know the the annual gifting exemption. You know what what do those exemptions look like and maybe how they how they come into play. We're coming to the end of a calendar year, right, and most tax rules. The calendar year matters. What should we be thinking about as we get through December here? Okay, so the simple things are the annual exclusion gifts. So every individual, every taxpayer can give 17000 bucks to anybody they like. They give it to their kid, give it to their grandkid, their neighbor, their friend at church. It doesn't matter. 17000 can go out um, scot-free. And what that does is it gets that $17,000 out of your state. So if you're trying to you know, bring your estate down, um, $17,000 comes scot-free, doesn't go eat into your exemption. Everybody's got right now the uh, $13 million exemption approximately. Um, so the 17 that you give to somebody doesn't eat into that exemption. And the beauty of it is it's 17,000 for anybody. So, you know, simplistic purposes, you have three kids, they each have three kids, that's 17,000 for all those people. You can get out one year and then if you're married, you can double that to be but thirty-four thousand. Can give the same seventeen. Correct, or you can. Well, you can give the th- the thirty-four, and okay. it's deemed it comes from the spouse. Okay. So, you know, you're talking. You can get two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars out of your estate just by year-end gifting. Yeah, by December thirty-first. Well, and, and so, so you mentioned the the, the kind of you know that lifetime exclusion. What did you say? Six six million dollars, around six million today. Well, well, right. It was it was doubled uh, okay. back a few years ago. So that's that's the one that sunset. So it's it's five million goes to ten million, but it's infl- infl- tax for inflation is now almost thirteen million dollars okay. a uh, uh, taxpayer. When does that sunset get to happen? It sunsets at the end of twenty twenty five potentially. So and, I mean that's barring some new legislation, right? That if if that goes back from you know thirteen back to six back to seven. Yep. Those maybe dollars above above that threshold. Hey, if you know, get those out of out of someone's estate today into that next generation without risking them to the IRS. Why why would you not? Absolutely correct. And then again, these this year end gifting is, is are simple things you can do. <clears throat> they don't have to be well planned out. They could just be you know last minute gifts. They just have to get to the donee, and the donee has to present these simple gifts to um, to the bank to cash them. Um, but there's other things you can do. You can always do the um, education expenses. Uh, any individual, again, can pay direct educational expenses for anyone as long as they pay it directly. Um, it doesn't come out of their that $13 million exemption and they can get money out of their estate. And again, the idea is if you have that big of an estate, you want to bring the estate down. So if that person does pass away, you're not paying estate tax. Estate tax is 40 cents on yep. a dollar based on your assets at death. Um, so again, it's a quick example of Right, right now, it's your grandmother's worth fifteen million dollars, and she's relatively old. It's possible, you know, she might have an estate tax in the yeah. next few years. So, what do you want to do? You might want to get gifts out of her hand um, into other people's hands, and ideally, you'd get gifts out of cash, because um, you know, again, the, the rule is at death, we'll have it stuff the basis all their assets to go to the beneficiaries. So, if you know, if grandma, grandpa, whatever has. Um, 
assets to get rid of. Cash are the simple, <clears throat> simple ones to do. It's grandma that has three children. Each one has three grandchildren. We're talking about twelve people. Uh, you know, she she can give you know a couple hundred thousand dollars away yeah. without eating into her annual exclusion. Correct. Do that for a few years. You're at a million bucks. All of a sudden, yeah. You know, Correct. you're you're really making some 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 meaningful changes. And forty percent's a lot. Right. And and, and you, you would think that's way it would go anyway at death. So it's just yeah. going a little earlier. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. And and you know the the ways to you know effectuate that is you know you can give the cash now or you could put it to trusts and trust for the kids. Obviously, you don't want to give your grandkids, you know, thirty four thousand right. dollars a year. year. I mean, you know they're going to buy a lot of uh, right. You know. At fifteen, I you know I'd have uh, you know fifteen sixteen. I'd have the you know the nicest newest car. Uh, that the dealer would have sold me. Yeah. So you know you can use uh, you know, use trust to to fund those. Again, it's administratively burdensome, perhaps, but again, you're saving forty cents on the dollar. Yeah. If if, if there ever was tax, there's still some control, right? So it's so like like you said, you know, if, you know, depending on the generation, you know, we're, we're talking, we could be talking about some young young kids. Hey, we're saving we're saving the forty percent of the uh, of the potential tax on the estate, and we're also not giving them you know kind of cart. Carte blanche. Correct. So, so grandma will set up a trust, and you have to pick a trustee. The trustee is a person uh, that obviously grandma trusts and will um, take this trust document and effectuate it properly, um, distribute the assets appropriately, and you know according to the terms of the trust, do what is asked. Um, the idea would be is that person would, you know, obviously not give willy nilly to the. You know, right. you know, your grandkid, thirteen-year-old, right, right. thirty thousand dollars to go buy a pair of shoes. Right. So you know, the, the idea is to pick the trustee you trust. And if, if if that were my family, I know, and my mother were, were the trustee over my estate as a minor, I assure you, me and I think most <laughs> competent parents wouldn't be, you know, shelling out um, any sorts of sums of monies with commas in them to Correct. to buy you Correct. know the newest latest sneaker or you know, whatever the latest latest fad is, so it, it gives you that protection. Right, so most trusts, you know, they, they suggest HEMS is health, education, um, medical, and and support. So the, you know, the, the trustee would probably, most likely, you know, you would think, yeah. give only when it's required. Right, so. right. Well, and, and so you you mentioned education, right? And so the grandparent in our, maybe our running example, can can write the check without impacting the seventeen thousand dollar annual annual limit, without impacting their their exemption pay for school. Yep. But you know, if if they're really young kids, you know, still in you know public middle school, and you want to start transferring the wealth, what what you're talking about with with an education type of trust, you know, certainly makes a lot of sense. Correct. And the other thing is, there's a five twenty nine plan you can do. I think it's called super funding. Okay. So you could, you could fund five years worth of your exemptions in one year. So great grandma could give yeah. I think it's $85,000 one shot to a 529 plan for each of her grandkids so again three grandkids you almost get $300,000 yeah. out for five years worth of gifts for each grandkid all at one time and obviously you fund it earlier it's going to grow that much faster so if the kid's you know 10 years old and you hadn't done it for the last five years you've now right, effectively a little bit of a catch of up yep so it's a good it's good planning. And again, simple things to do at year end to bring your estate down and get gifts. Out. I think that, that that's the important part, right? I, you know, I, I know in our June episode we touched on a few of these items, but hey, June's the middle of the year. It's it's not you know nothing seems so pressing. But you know, I, I feel like with with most most tax planning type of items, as we get closer to December thirty first, um, you know, the clock really starts ticking. It's not like an IRA or something where you can make a contribution up to April fifteenth of the subsequent year and roll it back, right? It's 
cash has got to be in the hands of the recipients of these gifts. Correct. There is one is a 65 day rule. So okay. the trust doesn't get the money out before the year end. Um, you know, we can also um, get the the income out by making a distribution with the 65 then election you make. So by 65 days after year end, you can get that cash out, get it to individual that should should have or could have got to them and then take the income out of the, that trust. And again, you want to do that because trust, or you don't necessarily want to do it, but for income tax purposes, it might make sense. Yeah, it, it makes. Because trust's um, max tax rate at 37% right now is at like $14,000. So if you can get, you know, that money out of the trust and put it into the kids' hands, yeah. obviously their tax rates are... I'm sure they're not... If they're at that top marginal yeah. rate, I mean, God bless them, right? It's Yeah, I mean, it does affect the kiddie tax kicks yeah. in if they're young enough, but, yep. you know, if the parents... You know, still parents have to be at the max rate as well. Yeah. So it, it, there's planning to be done. And again, like you said, year-end makes difference, you know, giving gifts, making distributions out of trusts, so on and so forth. And, and so, you know, kind of, kind of thinking about trust, right, we... We talked a bit about one of the reasons maybe to consider putting putting gifts into trust is to is to protect the kids from themselves. Mm-hmm. Does does putting gifts into trust also maybe protect those assets from you know, predators and creditors? What else can a trust do for folks? Yeah. So th- again, you have funders of trust, the grantors of trust that know what's what's happening, what's going on, and, and if you have children, and you want to protect them from their spouses to be or their spouse, their ex former spouses, however you want to say it. There's trusts are set up for that purpose because legally they have no rights to that trust. So again, you have a spouse, uh, your grandkid has a spouse, you're not sure how it's going, you put money into a trust. If you give them outright, you know, it's 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 fair game for, you know, potential divorce. But if you put into trust, they um, there's no real right for the ex-spouse or ex-future spouse, however you want to call it, to um, get a hold of that. And I'm I'm sure we've never seen a situation, right, <laughs> where uh, <laughs> an ex-future spouse or somebody tried to stake their claim uh, you know, to, to some, you know, previous familial wealth or whatever it may be. I'm yeah, sure. I mean, you know, especially wealthy families, um, you want to protect yourselves. I mean, they have um, reasons to fund trusts and reasons could be just that. Yeah. yeah. You want to give your money, your family's money away to a, again, potentially future ex-spouse. And, and, and that's what, and that's what it's about, protecting your assets from others, protecting your assets from the eventual beneficiary. And it's sometimes protecting the beneficiary from themselves. Again, if you make distributions to the beneficiary and they're not financially sound, they're going to waste the money. Right. So that's mean, why you have trustee to, to limit that and to potentially keep an eye on it. And that's, it's, it's, it's like a security guard for right. trust. That ability to make some distributions post year end um, to shift the tax burden right from the trust to the individual where it doesn't always make sense. You know, it's my, sometimes, you know, it makes you might sense save 15% the on that, on the, on the marginal tax rate, but, but you're losing the money, right? Yeah. If, when it's all, would you rather have, you know, lose 15% of a hundred thousand bucks or would you rather lose hundred percent of a hundred thousand bucks? Right. Know, so the trustees have an important job to do. That's yeah. why they're, they're, they're chosen to be the trustee, uh, for, for reasons. For and sure. That's a perfect example right there. Cause if you're just talking about income tax planning, it makes one sense. So then you also try to protect the beneficiary and the, the trust corpus, that's a different example. Yeah, so. I mean, and, and right, I feel like, you know, this this end of year period is is when we maybe see, see the most folks taking a, a fresh look with their advisors at, at what the purpose of these trusts are set up for, how they're being administrated. Um, is the trustee meeting what, what the expectations are for the trust and, and, hey, making any changes, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, uh, you know. Correct, correct. And we all work in conjunction together. You know, you have the attorneys that prepare the trust and, you know, discuss how the t- trust terms should be set. You have the accountants 
and you have the financial advisors and we all work in conjunction together to make sure you know the needs the wants and the desires of the the, the grantor who, who, who formed the trust are, are done properly for sure right and, and you know kind of bringing it back to what you mentioned earlier it's not just about the tax ramifications and not it's not just about oh, what the, what the trust draw docs maybe say on paper it's not just about what the investment advisors advising it's it's really important that the whole team Correct. is on the same page moving, yep. moving forward. Yep. There's there's a lot of maybe hot button points out there on you know on Instagram and whatnot providing this off the cuff tax advice. You know ways to mitigate taxes. Where where I feel like you know within the maybe estates and trust realm, that's they might be good sound bites, but with 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 how wide of of a range the trust can be, yeah. such guidance doesn't doesn't it doesn't necessarily exist. Correct. hundred percent. Any, any maybe final thoughts, any, anything you know, we, we want to hammer home? I, I feel like maybe with, with what we started off, the, the, the annual exemptions and with December 31st around the corner is really, you know, really the key takeaway here. Yeah, and, and like you said, it's, it's the year end, good time of the year to, you know, check with your attorney, check with your accountant, check with your financial advisor, think about what, what it is that you want, and let's, let's get it done. I think that's a great soundbite to end it on. Uh, So I'm Chris Frederick of Wilkin & Gutton Plans, The Balance Sheet Breakdown, where we help you make sense of the numbers.